What's up? What's up? What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews, and I will be your host today, and we are down a man this week. Or, or woman, or whoever you want to consider. We, this is like... It's the Dangerous Duo. It is. It's the Dangerous Duo. And I think that this is the first time we've ever had two people only yeah. on a review, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, normally we drag in a third. Yeah, we will, we will forcefully <laughs> drag someone in here if uh, if we've only got two. So, yeah, this is the first time. It's just the, yeah. the Dos Amigos. So, yeah, it's me. And as you hear that uh, lovely, mysterious voice here, Mr. Matt Verlack. Maddie Pete in the house. Woo, woo. So, yeah, guys, we're back. We're here. And uh, if you did listen to last week's, which was just dropped today, um, we recorded it. And then I left the country and had no way to release the episode so i uh yeah i made a mistake on that so it just sat on the shelves for like a week and a half or two weeks or something i don't even know how long so apologies for that but maybe that just gave you plenty of time to go see dr strange you know that that was the real plan that was my thought all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i wanted them to have time to make sure that they watched you know the uh, the multiverse of madness so this week we are going to be talking about top gun maverick and unlike Doctor Strange, this movie has a colon. So, because <laughs> we were talking about that last week, and it's like I thought that that, that the multiverse the title would have had, yeah, yeah. would have had a colon, and this one, this one does though. So, Top Gun Maverick, based off of the nineteen eighty six film top gun this is a sequel to that Mm -hmm. which came out before either of us were born (laughs) yep and i uh i I saw it you know as a as a kid i think or like my younger years yeah i think i've only seen it once as a child same and honestly i didn't really think much of it yeah as a kid it was even kind of old then right like watching a five or six year old movie at least yeah yeah so now did you go back and watch it before we went to see no, this? No, I meant to and I didn't. Okay, so I did. I watched it two nights okay. ago. So I'll have a little bit more perspective here. But yeah. it is a little interesting because neither of us have the nostalgia factor built in where mm-hmm. we're like hype on the original. Now, yeah. I will say I do have the nostalgia factor in regards to the soundtrack for the original movie. Because <laughs> that soundtrack is popping. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is just like 80s. Well, AF. yeah. I mean, I was like... Yeah. Yeah. It was in the peak of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was back when they made theme songs for movies all the time. And like, it was, that it, one was a banger. It was. It was. And of course, I missed the scene. You did. You missed the it, intro. Yeah, I missed. With the danger zone. Yeah. I'm really yeah. bummed. Which, and there is one thing we'll talk about. I was bummed. There's a line from the original movie, if you remind me about it. I'll say it where they didn't say it in this movie. At least I didn't hear it if they did say it. Okay. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, we're going to be talking about. Top Gun Maverick. Now, this the original movie was directed by Tony Scott. This movie is not. This is actually directed by Joseph Kaczynski. So, Joseph Kaczynski is known for some films that I really like. Uh, the primary one being Tron Legacy. Mm, which which I've you've never, never seen. seen. Yeah, and I think that we've dus- discussed that on the yeah, show. I think we discussed so, that last time. So, yeah, I you still need to see it. Dude. It's on <laughs> Disney Plus, And I guess depending on how you felt about this movie, since we haven't talked about it yet, and we just saw it a couple of minutes ago, you know, but um, Tron Legacy is a freaking masterpiece. Love that movie. And also starring Tom Cruise, he directed Oblivion, which 
was a awesome ass Tom Cruise movie. Um, it was a, I guess you'd consider it like a futuristic sci-fi kind of action. Yeah. I think I saw that one and I thought it was all right. Yeah. I, I didn't see it in theaters or anything and saw it after the fact and ended up really liking it. But a lot of it was just the appreciation for like the cinematography, the mm-hmm. score. It's like what Joseph Krasinski does as a filmmaker, you know, versus like, I don't even know that that much of the plot of oblivion stood out mm-hmm. versus just like how well the movie was made. So, and he's done some other stuff since then, but nothing that stood out as much as those two. Um, he actually did, uh, that movie about the firefighters that came out a couple of years ago, that only the brave, mm. uh, movie that came out and I didn't really hear a lot about it. I guess, you know, California wildfire firefighter movies don't, you know. Yeah. That's some people's cup of tea. Right. Doesn't bring in the droves of people that was starring Josh Brolin, but it was starring Miles Teller who's also a lead actor in this movie playing Rooster. Uh, Yeah, I recognize that character, that actor, and I couldn't place why I know him. Yeah, Miles Teller has been around for a minute, and I want to say, I I feel like he might have been one of the Hunger Games kids. I don't know. He's just super familiar looking. Yeah. And I couldn't place it the entire time and I forgot to look him up. Yeah. I've seen plenty of other things that he's done, but I'm not like this big Miles Teller fan mm-hmm. slash follower. Um, he did. He was actually in that Fantastic Four reboot that didn't do anything. Oh, he was in the Divergent series, uh, which oh, see, I never saw those. Yeah. I don't think I actually saw those either. But he was one of those that was in... Oh, he was, though. He was the main character in that Whiplash movie about the drummer that like won all the awards years ago. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer, but I don't think I saw that movie either. Yeah, he's 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 done quite a few things mm-hmm. over the Sounds years. Sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, he's been around for a bit. So, And I think that he's he's got definitely a, a solid career ahead of him as well. So... Anyway, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about. And so that's who's, uh, I guess he is, to mention, he is one of the people that's in this movie. They also obviously have Tom Cruise back. And this is also starring John Hamm and Jennifer Connelly. Now, I'm not going to talk about a whole lot of really anybody else that's in this movie. Um, There's some spoilers involved and that sort of thing. So other than that, we will go ahead and get into a little bit of our other earlier podcast stuff. We'll talk about a little bit of news, not really much at all, and then a little bit of what, we, what we've been watching, and that's kind of it. And we'll go ahead and get into our review. So it's business as usual, guys. So first off, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, the number one story that me and Matt wanted to talk about, <laughs> I think we both, <laughs> it jumped out at us, is the fact that we are getting a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen reboot. Yeah, and I think, if I remember the article correctly, they said that it's going to be the same producer and writer, I think. Really? Um, I don't think it's the same director, but it's definitely having some of the same people attached to it Okay, helped it along. Yeah, the original film, which mm-hmm. came out early 2000s, I guess? Early 2000s, yeah. Um, but that was such a fantastic movie. It, dude, I it love It was pre all of our superhero stuff that we have nowadays. Yep. And it was just so great. Yeah, it was. And for whatever reason, it just fizzled out. 
Yeah, it yeah, it felt like it needed more sequels. Like it was one of the last like I feel like really big movies we saw Sean Connery in in like a big role. Mm-hmm. Um and Yeah, it was the, kind of the start of his like decline. Right. Yeah, it was. And I mean, it were just it's such an interesting premise that you've got these famous literary figures that all come together to be this to save unquote, the world yeah to save the world to be the superhero yeah. team where you've got captain nemo and the invisible man and dorian gray and jekyll and hyde tom sawyer and i'm sure that i'm forgetting one or two as well as the vampire the, the vampire dracula's lady. bride yeah dracula's bride like it's and sean connery i think is this kind of le- he's, he's kind of like a he's like a nick fury yeah uh, it's so fantastic yeah it's great it it's makes me want to go back and watch it right movie. now uh, yeah, but to your news is Hulu is doing a reboot. Yes, and I think it said it's a movie reboot. Yes, not a show. And I don't think there's any other information out there really about it. Yeah, they're they're partnering up with with um, 20th Century Studios. So it's Hulu and 20th Century Studios, right? Which is which Fox. is Fox, which is also both companies owned by Disney. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, is that really even? I don't even know if that matters <laughs> at this point since Disney owns all of those things. <laughs> right. So yeah, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot more info. Just that they are getting the ball rolling on this thing. So that just in general has me excited. And I'm super curious. Are they going to tell the same story? Are these right. the same characters? What are they going to do? Yeah, I would assume maybe keep maybe keep the characters, maybe add one or two new. Or, I don't know. But, are they going to tell the same story, though? Right. Or are they I could tell see a them new story? doing a new story, maybe. But who knows? Like you said, they could... Shorter stroke. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they could do a similar story. Because like, I don't know if that was actually based on anything. It's based off a graphic novel. Okay. So maybe if the movie went rogue from the graphic novel, mm-hmm. then maybe they could just be telling the graphic novel story. True. So I don't know how they compare. I always wanted to read the graphic novel, but yeah. just never did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but in short, I am excited about this. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep an eye out for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and what shakes out. And then the only other thing that I was going to talk about and just mention was the fact that Daredevil is officially getting a show that's in the MCU on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I'm very curious about that, too, because I yeah. love the Daredevil That's Netflix series. So good. And I am curious to see if this is going to be a soft reboot. I mean, obviously, right. keeping Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Yeah. Since he's in Spider-Man, it's already kind of it's done established. that he's established. So is this going to be a continuation? Yeah. Where they just pretend it's always been the deal? Are they going to... Pretend this is a different Charlie Cox in a different universe. Yeah. What are they going to do? I I kind of hope it's just a continuation. Yeah. I kind of hope so, too. They could just be like, yeah, this crazy stuff was going on. Yeah. I've just We're been... just going to keep telling the story forward. Right. Like, I've been laying low. You know, I knew all this Avengers stuff was yeah. going on, but I'm more, like, street level. I'm, I kind of hope that's what they do, too. There's no reason for them to, like make it more confusing right by being like oh i didn't know i was daredevil or anything like that he could just be daredevil he has his suit already right and that that's just that yeah and and i mean and we've already gotten kingpin reintroduced with Mm -hmm. the hawkeye show Mm -hmm. so that would give us confirmation that that character is the same one and 
you know, instead of, but I mean, who knows, you know, they could go alternate routes or whatever. There's, yeah, they can get as convoluted as they want. Right. Well, and they've yet to really, as we said, if you go back and listen to our Doctor Strange uh, talk, you know, it's, uh, they've still really not let the cat out of the bag on what the fuck is going on with the multiverse and mm-hmm. like how they're playing all of this. Like, are we getting a lot of same actors doing things? Or are we getting just random smattering of some the same, some not? Like, we just don't know. We don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what their next, like, 20-year plan is. Yeah. But right now it's very it's kind of still hidden. Yeah. And it still almost feels a little, because so much is hidden, it almost feels a little messy. Like, you know, it's just like what? Just yeah, because- you, you would think they would already start tying it in. Yeah. But they haven't. Because they gave us way more teasers in the early days of the MCU than they do now. Yeah. Like now they're just like, wait until the next thing comes out and maybe we'll give you a maybe we'll nugget. give you something. If yeah. not, we'll just give you uh, Bruce Campbell punching himself in the face. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, yeah, we were all waiting for some kind of big, you know, reveal where it's like. And the reveal was, hey, come help us yeah. in this other galaxy. Yeah. So is that, that obviously isn't going to, well. Okay. I don't know if you want to go down. That right. Road. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're, and we're breaching, I guess, technically Dr. Strange spoilers. So yeah, yeah it's just, it's a weird thing. I'm, I'm curious. I want to know where the MCU is headed and they obviously do need to keep it fresh just to keep us all from burning out, you know? Um, yeah. Which is a concern. We yeah. have so many shows and so many movies coming out and yeah. it feels like you have to be up to date on all your shows and your, and your movies to watch mm-hmm. any other new movies. Right. So that's also concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Right. Um, but there is one other piece of news I sure. wanted to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. So the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, who's okay. a new person, they brought yeah. him in from the outside. Okay. They are doubling down on Harry Potter. Oh, I did see this. And they're like, we're bringing in J.K. Rowling's. Yes. Fuck the All woke crowd. Woke. Yeah. We're bringing her in. Hell yeah. This is her franchise. Good. We are... Going to consult with her and go kind of in her ideal direction. Yeah. They did kind of say it was not going to be in a continuation of the Fantastic Beast franchise. Really? So you think that's over? Oh, yeah. I think it's over. Yeah. I 100% think the fran- that franchise is over. I just don't think it generated enough interest. I think it didn't. Fans, I don't like... think so. But it's because like each movie kind of jumped around too much and yeah. they were linked but not linked. Like it just, I don't know. It didn't quite make sense. Right. And that's from a fan's perspective. Sure, sure. But there's so much, so many other stories they can tell. Yeah. So I think that's what they're going to do. And they're smart to do that. Like, they're yeah. like, hey, why are we not capitalizing on one of the largest franchises? Right. That yeah. we, that Warner Brothers owns. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all they've done is Fantastic Beasts. And then they made a memorial show. And then they made a game show. Game show. Did you watch any of that? Mm, I have not. We watched a little bit of it. It was okay. It yeah. It felt a at least all we did was watch the first episode. It seemed like it could be neat, but some of it felt a little weirdly too. Like, I don't know if staged is the right word maybe, but that was kind of my worry with it. Right. So I just never went and watched it. Yeah. But I mean, it was that's well all made. they've done so far. Like you yeah. would think they would have other things going on. There's so much left to mine in that world. I mean, we literally, even to this day, as long as Harry Potter has been around, we still don't really even know like what is going on in the wizarding world in America or. Oh, and that's the thing is like JK has already laid the groundwork. There are schools yeah. in multiple different countries right. with different special, uh, 
specialities. Like, yeah. there's all this stuff they could do. They don't have to be like, oh, it's Hogwarts everything. Yeah. They can branch out. Yeah. There, like, there's a school somewhere in Africa where they don't use wands. Right. It's it's all wandless magic. Like, that could be a cool angle for them to come at. Like, yeah. That, there's so many cool things they could do in this world. Yeah. And they just haven't. haven't. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm glad they're finally going, oh, <laughs> maybe we should. It, it's freaking Warner Brothers. Like, that's why. It's like, if you can freaking screw up DC. But that's the thing is, I, I'm pretty sure from what I read is that Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Okay. So it's not Warner Brothers buying Discovery. Really? And that's why they brought in a new CEO and everything. Huh. So I think that's why they're like, like, you know what? Because I think it's more of like the new guys like, Warner Brothers, y'all been dumb. Yeah. Y'all been screwing shit up. We're going to come at it at a new angle. We're going to start making new entities and try to make new franchises. Taking advantage of They, they on... own so many properties. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I, I won't be surprised if we do see... A lot more um, new spinoffs from existing franchises. Right. Yeah. So. I, I hope we do. I hope that they clean up some of the act going on over there at WB. Did you see, <laughs> side note on Warner Brothers, did you see that it came out that Jason Momoa and James Wan fought Warner to keep Amber Heard in Aquaman 2? It did. That's crazy. But Xena made a good point. And it's because Jason Momoa is fuck cancel culture. Right. So he was probably like, we're not going to cancel her. Cancel her. Right. Which she's done yeah. what she's done. Sure, sure. And it's coming out for the world to see. Yeah. One way or the other. And I think he was, because he yeah, even testified. Oh, which really? watching Jason Momoa testify is fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> it's a video thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I thought it was a joke at first. And it's yeah. not. It's literally really? he testifies. Oh my god! Uh, it's hilarious. He doesn't like her. Oh, they do really? not have chemistry. Yeah, and he testifies basically against her. Oh, okay. But he, like you said, yeah, he was like, "We Don't, need to keep her on because yeah, she's already supposed to be in the movie." Like he, and I think it literally just comes down to he doesn't want to cancel people. Just because. Oh, and I agree. I mean, they, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think they should cancel her either. I just find it super interesting because it's like you're gonna keep her and you're especially you're going to keep the the, keeping the ezra miller thing is just blowing my mind oh between ezra miller and her warner brother literally hitched their horses to like two freaking psycho volatile people yeah like i'm just i'm part of me is hoping i'm just like maybe they're just like playing the slightly longer game here where they're just keeping them around for now just to like get this flash movie out and now they will yeah. yeah, now that, like, Ezra Miller has assaulted multiple people yeah, on women. a regular <laughs> basis, yeah, they are definitely going to start pulling them from movies. Yeah, they're going to do something. It's I just... definitely think that's what's going to happen with this Flash movie. They're going to, like, write him out. Yeah, yeah. So, Which they could yeah. easily do with what they're doing with this, their multiverse <laughs> type stuff. Yeah. It wouldn't take much. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's basically it for news, right? Yeah. I have cool. So, have you been watching anything? Only a couple things. Only a couple things. Yeah. So, I will start off with Zena, and I watched a older horror movie called Body Bag. Body Bag. It's on Peacock, huh. and this is a very interesting. It's a horror movie. Okay. 
And it's interesting because it's a John Carpenter movie. Really? It's an anthology series. There's three movies in it, or three shorts. But one of them stars Mark Hamill. What? Yes. And then on top of that, there are multiple guest appearances by other famous horror people, such as Sam Raimi. What? And Wes Craven. What? Who are some of the biggest freaking names in the yeah. horror movie world. Yeah. And this is the weirdest thing that they just are in these. Some of them are just like in specific shorts. Sure. Um, one of them's kind of in the overarching kind of guiding yeah. story. And it's just the weirdest thing. It's not like this is a great movie or anything. Sure. But I just wanted to talk about it. It's from the 90s. Yeah. It's from, looks like it's from 93. Yeah. And it's the craziest thing just to see like these famous horror gurus yeah and mark hamill weird in this movie and what made y'all watch this um we were just perusing and we saw it, it on there yeah and we had been talking about talking about mark hamill and his his career sure and we'd seen it on his imdb and so it's kind of the the one two yeah we saw yeah. it was on something and we had been discussing it recently okay so it's interesting it, it's it's cheesy it's yeah fun okay uh, next this is something i've been meaning to watch for a long time and we were just sitting around like what are we gonna watch what are we gonna watch and yeah. i was like let's just watch this i just put it on resident alien on okay. peacock oh, yes it's a show it's a tv show and it is a season and a half right now yeah it's it came on sci-fi channel it did originally it was a sci-fi channel show it is on peacock and it stars uh, Alan Tudyk, yeah, Tudyk, Tudyk, dude, this show is fucking hilarious. Really? So it's good. I find it so funny. Yeah, it's a little book. Okay, but Alan Tudyk, he's just like so funny. He's so funny because he's the premise is that he's an alien, yeah, that crashes on Earth and assumes an identity. Okay, of a doctor. Okay. And he's here to destroy Earth or destroy all the people on Earth. Yeah. But he has to find his device. Okay. So he has to like blend in. And he's so fucking awkward. It's just <laughs> amazing. So is it, um, is the wokiness just, are they like drawing parallels to him being an alien and like racism or something? Or are they um, like, well, or is it just it's, how it's people interesting because it's not all the time. He, okay, so. Well, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say anyways. He kind of acts like he's autistic. Okay, okay. But that's not the part. It's like yeah. his his best friend on Earth, she's a Native American. Okay. And so they constantly talk about, like, Native Americans. Oh, yeah, that's Kind big... of, like, getting, like, fucked over and all that. Sure, sure. That's brought up multiple times. And there's, like, an yeah. episode where, like, the women in town find out they're not getting paid what they're due. Uh, or uh -huh. not, like, they're equals. And so they go on, like, a... Like burn your bra kind of thing, of course. And it's just interesting. I mean, it's not. It's just, You're like it, you know, it. these are some are issues to be raised, and it's sure. not like all the time, right? So it's not like it's beating you it, over the head. It's not the show doesn't thrive around this type of. Content. It's not like it's The just, Watchmen, right? Yo, where oh it beats you over the head with yeah, or like um, uh, Lovecraft Country. Jesus. Yeah, no, it's not like that. Yeah, that's where like this is funny. Yeah. And stands up on its own. Okay. Because there's also like this little kid that knows Alan is an alien. Yeah. You can see him. Okay. And so they have this whole like relationship. So you have like this 
alien and this little kid being like the little kids, the aliens, the arch nemesis. <laughs> it, it's funny. It's yeah. plenty funny in its own ways. Okay. And so the second season, I think is picking back up later this summer. Okay. They took like a mid season break. Yeah. 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 It's definitely worth watching. Do, now you don't think Peacock didn't pick the show up. Did they, they're just streaming it. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not okay. sure. I haven't researched the show to know if okay. it's um, that. But I think NBC owns Sci-Fi. But yeah. Sci-Fi has its own streaming app. Yeah, they do. It's so just I don't, not like I don't a know. paid thing, though. I don't think. I think it's basically like if you get cable with us. It is, like, yeah. So. You can sign on to the app. And, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, next, uh, the third season of Love, Death, and Robots came okay, out. Cool. So this we can talk week. about this then. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah. A lot of cool stories in there. Way too short of a season. It's very short compared but to the other seasons. No. So the first season well, is it was, 18 episodes. Yeah, but it The was, second one is six. Oh, it was? Yep. Or okay. maybe eight. Now, the first one, I think, was in two parts. I, I mean, maybe. Right. Well, I don't remember, but... It feels like these are criminally short. Yeah. Yeah, super short seasons. Um, this is the only season of the seasons that I've watched all of. I think I've seen all but one of this current season. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so I've been watching it. I thought that this season, it is really cool. There's yeah. some just really neat. Inf- Dude, there's one that disturbs me. Uh, so, which is the weirdest thing because nothing disturbs me yeah yeah it takes a lot to get you the was one it? i'm curious which one it is with the the lady the, in, in the, the water, water. yes <laughs> dude xena like analyzed why it disturbed us yeah after we watched it yeah because it was like the animation style the sound style it was really quiet motion and jerky and like oh there was because well, they played with sound where yeah. it'd be like really quiet and then it'd be really loud mm-hmm. and then like the colors are wrong yeah they're yeah. just slightly off hues yeah and then but the, yeah there was realistic looking, realism but it's also it. like sickly looking yeah and it's also like this jerky motions constantly yeah. there's so many levels of like disturbing yeah, things in that super unsettling it's the most disturbing thing i think i've ever seen really yeah <laughs> it's up there yeah it 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 was interesting i yeah i dude the one so First off, if you haven't watched Love, Death, and Robots, I guess, for one, you have to be into adult animation. Secondly, you have to be into hyper-gore. Um, and sci-fi. And sci-fi, yeah. yes. But um, but there is one that was directed by a really famous director, and I am blanking on who it is. This is going to drive me insane now. <laughs> um Oh my goodness. But I'll think about it in a minute. But it's about a sea crew and a giant crab creature that oh, yeah, gets on yeah, a yeah. boat. That episode was amazing. I want a whole movie. I want a that whole, was cool. Like I, I just loved it so much. That's what bothers me is there are some of these episodes where like I want a full show. Yeah. In this animation style. Yes. With the story, flesh it out, use yeah. this as your pilot. And it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. Yeah, there was some of the, some from the previous season that got like another. Where episode. I was just like, I want, yeah, more. I want more. I want a whole show. This was the first time though we have seen a re- reoccurring the robots. The robots. Yeah, which I like that one. It's okay. It was funny that they made fun of all sides. Right. Yeah. Like they were just like fair about it. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, about the end of the world. Um, and the director I was talking about that did this the Sea Creature episode is David Fincher that did like Seven and Zodiac and mm. Gone Girl and mm. Social Network and all that. He directed that one. Okay. So, and I just thought the animation style on that was phenomenal. Like, I just love, and you do too, like the, you know, just the ocean, like. Oh, yeah. Kind of I thought that was a really neat one. Yeah, that one. And I was super hyped that they finally did a Lovecraft episode. Um, there was one and it was just far too brief in my opinion, but it was hype. It was very realistic looking animation styles mm-hmm. and it was, uh, there was like a Cthulhu style creature. Oh yeah. That one, it was really The cool. one where they went in the cave? Yes. Dude, that one was way too short. Yeah. And it was so <laughs> cool. It, yeah. Cause you barely remembered it was so short. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you finally get to it and you're like, holy crap, this is full blown Lovecraft. And That's almost ends. my problem. But also the good thing about these, these series is they're so short they can go back and watch them over and over again. Right. And be like, oh, I forgot about this one. I forgot yeah. about that one. And the only. But other, then you also, the bad side is you forget about them. You do, because there's so many and they're short and whatever, which I need to go back because I have not seen that much of. I've seen like half of season one and none of season two. So. Mm, okay. Um, but I will say that the show can. Or, well, it's an anthology, whatever, with a bunch of small, like, mm-hmm. ranging from seven to 15, 20 mm-hmm. minute episodes. But. Um, watching them in all together can be kind of heavy because they're like really dark and some of them are really yeah that that is the thing they are all pretty dark yeah yeah and some of them can be pretty depressing too like yeah and and the level of gore in some of them is impressive Mm -hmm. to say the least and they all try to fuck with you in a different way right yeah i think in some of the early like there was some in the earlier seasons where they were not fully so dark yeah there was one about like these people that were seeing like these like fish creatures like out in the desert and it was very like yeah that was a pretty cool one yeah but and it wasn't very like depressing or very dark Mm -hmm. or whatever but then if i remember correctly that one guy like ends up getting lost in in the desert or something in the desert quite possible yeah so it it does have a a dark darker turn to it so it is interesting and some of them are a bit comedic and you know it's a cool show but dude that's like the one with the werewolves that were soldiers see i still haven't seen that one yet oh dude that one is so cool yeah and that i'd be down for a series on that there was one about a murder bear this season that's really ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) robotic murdering bear things dude that one is so there's so many famous voice actors too there are throughout this entire show like you should just look up the voice cast. Yeah. Because there's so many famous people on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There, there's there's a lot of people tied to this show. It's an interesting project, to say the least. And they've been chugging them out pretty regularly. So. Yeah. I think it's like every year, every other year, they put out a season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I did obviously watch that as well. But was there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Jackass 4.5. Okay, nice. I did not see which that. Which is on either. Netflix. Yep, Which it is. is interesting because Jackass <laughs> 4 is on Paramount. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, 4.5 is kind of a cast look back and also including stunts that weren't included in the, four. the actual movie. Yeah. And it's just so funny, like, watching them sit back and talk – and in this one, they get very, like, nostalgic, and they're just talking about, like, yeah, man, you know, like, you never know what to expect on set, and... Yeah. 
just kind of all of these things they were just like it's so surreal being on set because you never know when you're gonna get punched in the face or like tased yeah. in the balls or whatever and there's a lot of new blood in four so they yeah. interview them and they're like this is crazy because we you know we grew up watching jackasses right and, we're gonna hang out with our heroes and here we are on set just like getting tased randomly or right and was there a bunch that they left out of the movie that oh yeah in this yeah there's definitely a handful of things where they were like yeah you know this didn't land quite as well or this was too extreme right to show on paramount like in the actual movie yeah so we saved it and it's still fucking funny nice <sighs> dude that humor is just amazing nice okay yeah i'll have to watch 4.5 because i watched for, for jackets forever and i enjoyed it it was a good trip down nostalgia lane yeah and they keep it going and it's cool because they they like i don't know i like seeing all the interviews yeah because you know it's after the fact so they're sitting there talking about like man i couldn't believe this happened to me yeah i couldn't believe that happened to this other dude like, yeah because they got pretty hurt doing oh yeah stuff they, got some, they got some screwed up especially johnny him getting hit by that bull was next level. Yeah, where he broke like several ribs and yeah, got all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, they, they all got they all got pretty fucked up though. Right, this season. They're, yeah. The problem is they're getting old. They are. Which is, and I if guess you're is... going to continue doing like Jackass or anything like that, you you have to be younger. Yeah, you got to bring in new people. They're going to and which is what they try to do. If they ever do a Jackass five, I almost want to be like it needs to be a whole new cast. Yeah, it's just them calling the shots maybe and like making up the crazy crap and talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see if they, where they go with it. Which, didn't we say that they were bringing Jackass back or something? Or was that us speculating? I think that was us speculating. Because okay. that was the thing between Jackass 3 and 4. It was 10 years. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so long. It's a huge gap. And they talk about it in 4.5. They're like, we never thought we would do this again. Yeah. And then Johnny just called us one day and was like, it's time for us to do another one. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it is. Let's do it. And so then they were just like, all right. And they talk about how they get the new people. Yeah. And how they found them. Oh, really? That's cool. Oh, yeah. That, that's why it's cool. Because it's like, it's kind of a documentary. Yeah. About the movie. Nice. It's pretty cool that they do that. Yeah, that's cool. I'll so, have to check that out. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching without the kids around. Okay. And then the last thing I want to talk about, I did watch the new Firestarter. Okay. Yeah. Which is the newest Stephen King adaptation, which yeah. is a remake. It's on Paramount+. Plus. I know the only person I can think of off the top of my head that's in is Zach Efron. Right. Yeah. I, I know there's obviously other people in it, but I, I don't know. And this is one of those that went straight to streaming, and I think it was supposed it's to be in, in theaters. Theater. Was too, it? It or very was well. for Actually, at least a short period of time. I saw it on the IMDb app. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think so. So, what did you think? Mm, it was all right. Yeah. It wasn't that entertaining. Okay. And it's just. It's because it's not really a horror movie. Yeah. So you think Stephen King, for the most part, you right. think kind of horror. And it's not really horror. It's more of a, not a superhero, but superpower movie. Yeah. Because basically the story is that, like, you know, it's the daughter of two people have superpowers. And so she has superpowers. Okay. But the government's after her. Okay. So that's the premise. Okay. You know? Yeah, and I don't know. I was just like, this is okay. Okay, I wasn't too crazy about it. Yeah, there's been basically no buzz about this thing, so I was really curious if it was even any good at all. And it was like I kind of wanted to see it because I'm a big Stephen King fan. But mm. and that's the thing is, I can see it tying into his overall universe because you know how he's all about right. like, kids with 
abilities. Uh, abilities. Yeah. And so that's what this movie is. Okay. It just leans heavier into his power usage than his other movies does. Yeah. So. How was Efron? He was good. Okay. I really like him. Good. Because he played a dad. Yeah. And he... I thought he did a great job. And that's interesting because we haven't seen him really do that yet. He's yeah, been we're getting old. I know. <laughs> yeah. He, I remember when we young were guy. young and he was like coming on the scene in the high school musical and right. now he's playing a dad character. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> you are here. <laughs> you are at the Zac Efron as a dad point. Right. So, yeah. Nice. Well, so that's basically all you're going to talk about? Yeah. Cool. I'll run through mine real quick, and we already did one of mine. So um, just as far as what I've been watching, um, one more thing I just wanted to bring. Well, the first thing I want to bring up really quickly is that we were talking about Warner Brothers and DC and so on and so forth. I did go, and I watched Man of Steel again. Um, okay. Yeah. Dude, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, me neither. And let me just say, for the freaking record, I always probably come up on this podcast, but it's been so long since I've seen it. Man of Steel is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. That movie is so freaking good. And the problem is, I remember this being one of the early ones where I was just like, critics are assholes. This movie literally has like a 50 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And it is, in my opinion, DC, the DC Universe's best film to date. The first 10 minutes of this movie are like getting shot out of a cannon. Like it, it, it dives into Krypton and you get to see just this whole part of Krypton we've never seen in the films. And it's Russell Crowe. And there's these crazy creatures that he rides on. And it's just all of this technology from Krypton. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like this movie's awesome. And I watched it with my kids. They loved it. Like they really liked it a lot. And obviously... My son's named Clark. He was named Clark from this movie. Like, I loved this movie when mm-hmm. it came out. I wasn't even a Superman fan before this movie. Yeah, because, uh, to be honest, it, he was kind of lame. Superhero mo- Superman movies yeah. are, are kind of lame. Yeah. Like, Superman's He's cool too powerful. in the cartoons and comic books, but right. it's hard to translate into a movie. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think Man of Steel is it, the best Superman movie. He would just, yeah, he had humanity. He was flawed. He wasn't this perfect, you know, being whatever. And then, you know, but it's just, and Henry Cavill is freaking Superman. Mm -hmm. Like there is no other Superman. I'm sorry. Just get out of here with it. But so anyways, we watched Man of Steel. Go back and watch it. It's so freaking good. Yeah, it's it's on HBO. HBO Max. Exactly. So uh, other thing, I, we finished Ozark. Yeah, because a new season came out recently, right? The second half of the final season. Okay. So the the final season. So it's over. It is over. And you you Um, appreciate it? Yes. I I think that the show is excellent. I think that it is easily one of the best things that Netflix has ever released. Easily. Okay. Um, I am still not 100% sure about how I felt about the ending of this show. Mm -hmm. You know where it's like when shows have had a big like fan following, they've been on a long time, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You know, it's it's hard to find an ending. And um, without any kind of spoiler or anything, their idea for an ending for this show was just to not end it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just goes on. It, it was, Yeah, it was kind of this thing where it was like, they gave you semi-closure on mm-hmm. things. But at the same time, like, it doesn't just end. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it almost ends on a cliffhanger. But you know that the show is over. In case they want to bring it back. Right. Yeah, I guess. Like, but I think if they were to, it would literally be like 
10 years down the road or something okay. and like you know well that's you know from what i know, okay i haven't watched the show at all right but from what i know yeah it's more or less some sort of like money laundering yes i don't know if it's still like that by the fourth season it is but it's also kind of one of those cases where it doesn't necessarily have to end right you know yeah. they're like okay well the process are is going to keep going or whatever yeah yeah. So that does make sense for a conclusion. Well, exactly. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like, Sydney couldn't quite decide either because it's one of her favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it ended and she's like, I think I want to go back and watch them again. Like, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is that good and it's very much in the vein of, like, Breaking Bad or something. Mm-hmm. But um, it just was an interesting choice for them to make to end it the way that they did. And But I did. I say, I'll say that that show really didn't have many low points. Like, it stayed very consistently good. It only yeah. had, like, four seasons or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. It is still worth watching. And it wasn't one of those things where, like, the last season just got, like, bad. All right. Like, it's good throughout. I mean, it didn't pull a Game of Thrones? Yeah, right. They didn't rush like... through it and make up a bunch of shit and make yeah. everything really dark? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I guess at least they didn't have to worry about George R. R. Martin and not finishing any books. Either, oh, my so. God. Did you? Sorry. Spinoff yeah. conversation. Here. Yeah. Did you see R. R. Martin came out and he's like, I know I've been a little slow with <laughs> writing my new, but you guys don't have to be mean to me. Oh, my God. Shut up. Because apparently, like, anytime you post anything yeah. online, they're just like, people where's are just like, where, where's your book? Where's the book? Where is the book, George? Oh, he's not going to release it until he's dead. Yeah. And then it's going to all of a sudden be released done. Yeah. And everyone's either going to be mad or happy. Exactly. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think he's just waiting until he keels over and it's just going to like... So he doesn't have to see what people think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because he was... I really think that's the case. Because it's clear he can't handle uh, much criticism or whatever. It's like, dude, you've been writing the same book for like... A, an a long yeah, time amount of time at this point it's like, been like a decade at this yeah, point how, like how long does it take i mean just i don't know just let's shit or get off the pot at this point mm-hmm. but so the other thing i wanted to talk about the only other one which is a really interesting one for me it's since we were on our on our uh, anniversary vacation you know sydney was calling the shots we watched a movie called <laughs> Senior Year. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> so, Pray tell. Yeah. So have you seen this on Netflix? Oh, I think I have, yeah. the, the advertisements and yeah, stuff. Have, yeah. So but did you watch it? No. Okay, so listen. This movie is really not that bad. It looks god awful. Yeah. It um so I was really not looking forward to watching this, mm-hmm. and Sydney just really wanted mm-hmm. to watch it. So I'm like, sure, we watch <laughs> this, like, you know. So, but we watched it, and actually, so first off, it's Rebel Wilson, and the premise is actually pretty smart because th- so this movie caters to people our age, mm-hmm. one million percent. Like yeah. it is just catering to us, um, our exact age group. Yeah, and. It's basically about a girl who goes into a coma when she's a cheerleader on her senior year of high school and goes into a coma and then wakes up in her 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, and so but honestly, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Like it and it the whole movie is just them bashing on woke shit. Okay. Like the whole movie. Which I wasn't really expecting. And I will say, like, some of it by the end of it, it's kinda like the virtue of the story is like, you know, these woke younger generation stuff, like, they need to lighten the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to chill out. Like, we can crack some jokes. We can, you know, everything doesn't have to be political. But, like, yes, there is some, like... There's some merit. There's some merit to some of their things. It's just that they've gone 
way off the deep end, yeah, basically. Sure. That's kind of the moral of the story, I think, to a degree. And also just to like it's about like not getting hung up on your, you know, high school life and mm-hmm. you know, just you know, doing you. But uh th- there was some funny shit in this movie. Like okay. and like I said, since it's so catered to our like gen- our, our exact age group. Mm-hmm. There's just some of the stuff is so relatable and funny and like okay. some of the jokes and just, yeah, it was, it was, I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Is she still funny? Okay. So if you don't know, Rebel Wilson used to be heavy and mm. she lost a weird amount of weight. She lost a ton of weight. A ton of weight to the point in which, in my personal opinion, there's like some people where like, it just seems like like their bone structure and their size and stuff. Mm. They look like they're supposed to be a bigger person. Mm-hmm. Right. But so to me, it's almost like this uncanny valleyness of like she just almost looks weird hmm. because she's not heavy anymore. Yeah, it's this weird thing. But like, I wonder if it's just because I mean she became famous because she kind was of the, because she was a heavy set and she right. was just like the not the butt of the jokes, but it was just kind of like, hey, yeah. I'm the fat this, person that does right. funny things. Exactly. Yeah. And so it is interesting because she's not playing that role. She's mm-hmm. almost kind of playing the opposite. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, because she was the cheerleader. Right. And... Exactly. So, um, but no, she actually is still fairly funny. Okay. Like I... Yeah, because I, I was always curious to see how she would save her comedic career. Right. Being that she it, it started with, you know, kind of uh, kind of like slapstick comedy based on weight. Right. Sure. Sure. Kind of like um, Melissa McCarthy or, yeah. you know, yeah. she was kind of like the younger version of her in a right. sense. And so now she's just so different. Um, but, yeah, no, she actually still she still got the delivery and stuff. Okay. And it still That's works. good. And honestly, I find her more funny than like Melissa McCarthy. I think she's funnier than her. Yeah. Um, and there there was I got some good chuckles out of this movie that I wasn't okay. expecting. And actually, some of the side characters and some of the funniest shit was just from some of the like younger kids and stuff that are in this movie that she's interacting with Mm -hmm. and them doing like the almost kind of lampooning this other generation. Okay. This younger generation making fun of how ridiculous they are and that sort of thing. So good. Um, Yeah. It was, it was about time. Yeah. You know, we're getting something. Let's, let's shit on that stuff at least a little bit. Right. Like it's just getting ridiculous. It's funny. Like, yeah, it is funny. That's what comedy always has been. Let's shit on what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a lot of that worked. Um, and her just telling a lot of like really on PC jokes (laughs) because it came from our time period and everybody just (laughs) looking around. Like they literally just don't even get it because Mm -hmm. it's so over their head, Nice, you know, because it's so irreverent or whatever. But so Mm -hmm. it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. And so, yeah, that was the main stuff I was going to talk about. All right. I have one more, but I'll talk about it next week. It's okay. Fine. So, uh, right. yeah, you just want to go ahead and we can chat about uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, man. Sweet. All right. So starting, well, actually, before we get into spoilers and stuff, what we can go ahead and do, guys, is uh, we will go ahead and kind of let you know what we think this movie is or isn't like. I mean, Top Gun is a good mm. place to start. I have my thinking face on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, then we'll kind of do, we'll do our Rotten Tomato scores and get into the spoiler stuff after that. So yeah, outside of Top Gun, (laughs) what else is this movie like? Like what, what what would you be into if this was your shtick? Have you ever, ever heard of this movie? Uh, Top Gun? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that one. Um, okay. So there's a movie called Guardian. I I think that's what it's called. It's. Kevin Costner. It's about the Coast Guard. Okay. 
it's very similar like vein of like okay senior and young person i think oh, it also okay. has ashton kutcher in it oh that does sound familiar um, it was about um that was about uh i was about to say lifeguards but not lifeguards but uh, it's the coast, the, guard, coast guard it's coast guard yeah and it's the people that are on like the rescue copters that go yep, on hurricanes. Yep. that was a good movie actually it was a good movie um that it, it kind of follows the same vein yeah. of kind of like action and like yeah the military and senior and right um, younger people kind of deal. So that that was the I don't really the only thing I think of because this isn't. There's not a lot of movies that come out like this anymore. There's not like because that even the Guardians, uh, 2007, 2008, I think. Yeah, so it's definitely older. And it's like I don't want to compare it necessarily to military movies, right? Because it's not really because this isn't like SEAL Team Six or no. like Black Hawk Down or anything like that. I I really don't know what else to compare it to besides right, the, like the Guardian. And exactly. Top Gun. It's just like if you're into like fighter pilots and and jets and airplanes and and it's not even really like stealth or I think there's some other movie about ships that i can't think or like planes but i can't yeah think about. and even really honestly just like camaraderie really is that that's like the like a tale about camaraderie and about mm-hmm. you know the that teamwork aspect which the, seems to be like a lot of like military movies sure it does seem yeah. to like have that yeah. aspect to them yeah because even if sports. you're thinking about like pearl harbor or sure. um like Fury and things like that. They all kind of have that. Fury, that was a good movie. Right? But yeah. they all seem to have that, like, element to it. They do. And that's what this one has. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about that say like, so too. military yeah. heart. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting into. If you're going to see this, you've probably seen the first Top Gun at, at some point. Right. So, yeah. And uh, so the big question of the day here is what we think the critics are going to think. Now, while we were watching this movie, it dawned on me that the movie came out today. Mm-hmm. So when we go to Rotten Tomatoes, there's probably not going to be much there. But there were early viewings. There were, yeah. Because AMC started doing like the early access. So yeah. technically I could have seen this like Tuesday, which that was a full house. Yeah. And as we know, critics could see movies early. So yeah. it also potentially could sure. have some viewings. Yeah. What do you think? Um. So, I think the critics are going to be harder on this movie than the audience. Okay. I think the critics, this thing's probably going to be... Oh, goodness. It's probably going to be like a... I want to say like an 82, but part of me wants to say 78. I'll just go 80. Okay. Right in the middle. Those two numbers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and now the audience, I think the audience could easily be like, when it's all said and done with, we might have to come back to the audience mm-hmm. score down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see the audience being like 95. Going 95? I think audience could be a high, high score. Okay. Okay. What do you um, think? I think critics will be in 90. Okay. And an audience in 93. Okay. Because yeah. I also agree with your yeah. train of thought. Yeah. One will be, yeah, the the critics will be a little harsher than the audience, but you're still thinking across the board this is going to be a pretty loved, higher-ranking movie. Yeah, just for nostalgia. Right. And I feel, I don't know, I guess we'll see, but I feel historically, 
when we've watched reviewed movies that have a pre-existing loved movie yeah the critics seem to forgo some of anything they might have a beef with for higher ratings i can see that yeah yeah um yeah i'll be interested to see in tonight's when we look at the reviews it could be i don't know it could literally be a handful of people so there's Mm -hmm. no there's no telling what's on Rotten tomatoes so all right guys well we're gonna go ahead and get into the review since we're creeping on like midnight over on our time so uh and and go ahead and chat about this thing for a little bit with you guys but it's gonna be spoilers from here on out so jump ship if you don't want anything ruined for top gun maverick so we sat down for a dinner and have been hanging out for multiple hours and have yet to talk about this movie at all. So we're still traps. Yeah, we're, we are. We are. <laughs> uh, we've held it to ourselves. So what did you think? Um, uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, yeah. It was because you missed the intro. I know, but I like it gets it. you fired up. Yeah, just because it's blasting. You know, danger zone. And you're just watching planes, like, launch and land. Yeah. And, like, Tom Cruise is just being Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, working on a on a, a plane and riding his motorcycle, like, yeah. all wild. And you're just like, uh, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Remember it just goes how cool from the there. 80s were and jets. <laughs> cool 80s stuff. <laughs> I mean, the 80s were the shit. Like, yeah. It is what it is. So, all right, so you liked it then. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I love this movie. Yep. I, it's really, it's really cool. <laughs> this is a good movie. Like, I thoroughly this enjoyed was it. Also, dope to see in Dobie. Dude. Because your chairs, yes. your chairs shake yeah. every time a plane's going anywhere. Yeah. And it is panoramic sound. So you like hear it on your left and you yep. feel it through your back and it's like, rolls across your shoulders to the right and, and there's like, this yeah is fantastic. there's so much to take in like with the jet just going from one side to the other and you know them looking around in the pilot seat and just there's mm-hmm. just so many sights and sounds in this movie but and we'll get into that a little more but yeah yeah i really like this movie a lot it was just so much fun mm-hmm. like and you know i mentioned i just watched the original top gun and I think it paid the proper amount of homage to the original. And see, having not seen the original since yeah. I was a little boy, right? I think this did a great job being like a standalone film, being a standalone movie. Yeah, but also giving the viewer enough knowledge and information about what happened in the first movie. Yeah, they didn't need to see the first movie, right? Because you know that that's always kind of the iffy thing when you're sure. doing a movie twenty years later, thirty years later. Yeah, it's like. Are we going to overdo it? Are yeah. we going to underdo it? How are we going to sell it but not over? And I think they did a really good job. It was just plenty of like nods throughout the movie. Yeah. To yeah. be like, hey, yeah, like this happened previously. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it was. And it was, you know, there are things that you probably didn't or wouldn't have noticed because you didn't watch it recently, but it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And there were things that, you know, it, it just, it, it fired on all cylinders. And I thought this movie was freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All of the shots and stuff. And it was very clear that Tom Cruise was regularly just sitting in a freaking jet while they were filming this stuff or in a cockpit of some sort. Mm-hmm. And like, which that's one of the big things I said about this director previously is he just has a knack for cinematography. His stuff looks great. Yeah. And so there was like a snippet in the beginning that you missed. That was Tom Cruise talking to the audience and oh. he said that all of like the G's were real. Yeah. So every time, and there, there, you can't fake that. No, you yeah. can't fake somebody's face literally like moving because of the force. Yeah, yeah. So they were definitely like 
embracing embracing or, yeah. at least hitting like multiple g's yeah. of, of impact that's on their wild. bodies yeah yeah that's awesome that's so cool and you could tell you could feel it in the movie you mm-hmm. were just like you could you're borderline just like on the edge of your seat just because you could tell that they were just like going through some shit when they were in these jets mm-hmm. and yeah and so that's what one of the things i was going to say is going back and watching the original um back then i'm sure it packed a whole lot more of a punch just because film was so much different we had different expectations mm-hmm. but it the dog fights in that movie are kind of just hard to watch. They don't look very good. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't really know what's going on. They're almost having to, in the scenes, tell you what is happening, like verbally. Yeah. To be like, oh, he's going left, he's going right. Like, Which they did any... in this movie. They did They did do some of that, yes, but not the same, like as okay. how. That movie was literally like, you'll just like see some jets flying around, and then they'll tell you some things, and you'll see some jets flying oh, okay. around. Like, it wasn't really clear what was happening and when it was like a cool jets doing cool things it was not super cool like gotcha. you know what i mean gotcha. like, yeah, yeah like the jets like flipping over one another in this movie mm-hmm. and doing all the crazy stuff they were doing like that like they would try and the coolest thing was where in in the original was where he does the trick where he gets upside down over the other jet yep. like that is the cool trick in that movie mm-hmm. and this one they're like that's a cool trick but we also have 12 other cool tricks yes that are super freaking cool right you know yeah and they just yeah they i feel like they knocked it out of the park Mm -hmm. i do like and i feel like there might be some critics out there that are hard on it because they feel like it's too pandering or too whatever but we'll see yeah you know i don't know i can see the critics just loving it eating it up yeah but like you were saying earlier like we don't see a lot of movies like this yeah this isn't your typical like military romp it's not you know a group of armed people yeah going to point a to save somebody and escape or something like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is prepping and just being badasses but they're in planes doing all this cool shit yeah it's just such a different kind of movie yeah it is, and it was. I had that exact thought while we were watching it, and I'm just like, I, I just feel like it's been a long time since I've seen anything like this that was this fun and that's mm-hmm. like just solely surrounded around like an action like flying, like something like flying jets. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like it's not done at least in this kind of big budget way that's approachable for everybody sure usually it's either like too military or too sci-fi so yeah too sci-fi mm-hmm. or too whatever to where it's like this was just it's just kind of fun for everybody right and honestly i feel like this one I, i'm quite sure i think this one had less language and stuff than the original did um to where like you could mostly like younger audiences i think could see this movie it yeah. wasn't like a bunch of violence or anything and yeah, I mean, there really wasn't. Like, I could see a whole new generation, like, digging, you know, fighter pilots and jets and stuff. But it's so things. interesting because the beginning starts off with, oh, we're cutting funding because we're moving all of our funding to dro- uh, yeah. drones. Yeah, yeah. Which is true. I think yeah. the fairly certain that's what the military is doing. And so... It, it is curious because I think you're right. Like this is going to drive some people to be like, I want to go into the Navy. I want to be a pilot. Right. Like I want to go in the Air Force and be a pilot. Or I want to, you know, do that. Yeah. And they're going to go try <laughs> and they're going to be like, well, sorry, we only have like five pilots, but we have like a million drone yeah, yeah. pilots. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is, is lame. Like, drones are not nearly as cool. Like, <laughs> they just but, uh, aren't. Right. I mean, you, you can do your life online. You just sit in, like, yeah. Nevada or somewhere in, like, a, a little desk, trailer and yeah. just a little joystick. Just desk jockey. Just, <laughs> just mindlessly killing people from a billion miles away. Right. Like, yeah, there's just a, a level of... Uh, it's more personal this way. And it's just, you know, they are experiencing the G's and they're, mm-hmm. you know, going through it. And so, yeah, it, it was just really cool. Now I will. So this is an interesting thing. I'm curious to see, you probably didn't even notice or pick up on it, but Jennifer Connelly's character, his mm-hmm. love interest, not from the original movies. I did pick up on that. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I didn't remember her. Yeah. Like I don't remember a lot from the original movies, right? but I didn't think that was it. But I really like that because they just alluded to a pre- this is yeah. a previous fling of his. Yep. But it's not from the original movie, yeah. which is perfect. No, I think it works. And when you have a franchise that or a movie that comes in thirty years later, yeah, yeah. And if you're using the same characters, a lot in life's happened. Yeah. The sheer chance that he happens to go back to the same the training place and it just happens like if. Okay, if it was the girl like he was in love with, right? That would I would have rolled my eyes so yeah. hard. Yeah, but this one was definitely just like a fling of his previously. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of get this. I mean, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit, right? But I was like, okay, I mean, it's not that far fetched. Sure. So yeah, yeah, no, I it worked. I really liked that character. I really liked the little bit of like love story building they did with it. This mm-hmm. movie is less of a love story than the original was, and the original was a lot more of that. Oh yeah, and I liked that this movie was less of that. Uh, my biggest beef with the original that was that it was just the Top Gun program. Mm-hmm. There was no um, real threat, mm-hmm. you know, to worry about um, in the film. You know, they didn't. There wasn't a lot of craziness that happened in the original movie Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things coming into this was i was like i hope that there is like a legit really a threat of some sort something yeah some bigger end goal which this movie had and then went even further to a point in which like they're out of the jets and they're having they get shot down and they're having to escape and steal which i'm glad somebody got shot down me too because i was just like something has to happen at some point yeah somebody has to get shot down and yeah. I wasn't. I was like, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to happen. Right. And I wasn't expecting how it happened. No, I, like, I appreciate this. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting the two, you know, main guys to be the ones that got shot down mm-hmm. or in that situation. I honestly thought there was a good chance that what was going to end up happening was that the guy that was um, kind of the jerk. It's the uh, hangman. Yeah, Hangman, who's played by Glenn Powell, who I really like. I think he's a really good actor. He's a cocky cock. Yeah, he is a cocky <laughs> cock. He is. He reminds me a lot of Army Hammer. Mm. He's a very Army Hammer type of okay. guy. Yes, yeah. Um, but I, I've always liked him. I think he's a good actor. And he... Um, I thought that what they were going to do was they were going to, so he is like, his character was essentially Iceman from the original. Yeah. And, but I thought that what was going to happen was they were going to make us near the latter half or back, you know, act, last act, make us kind of like him more. Mm -hmm. And then they were going to kill him. And they did not do either of those things. No. Yeah. So you don't ever really like him. Yeah. And like, like I appreciate more, this. But... I mean, you like him more, but you still don't really like yeah, I didn't really like he's him. Still he's kind still of a, a dick. cocky dick. Yeah. And I was like, I appreciate this, though. Yeah. Because that's a break 
from what most movies do. Sure. They either follow the formula of like, oh, he's a dick, but you like him at the end because he saved the day. Right. But not really. He was just like, I'm still a dick. Like, I'm still a, a cocky person. Sure. Yeah. And I've still got more kills than anybody. Yeah. In a current program. Right. Exactly. And yeah. And I loved Miles Teller. I thought he did excellent. Um, mm-hmm. The bits that he was in. And, you know, I thought that actually, if you look at the original two actors that were his parents, mm-hmm. he looks like he could be their kid. Yep. It's kind of weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird how much he looks like he could be their kid. And so I really liked that. I think he's just a really solid actor. Mm-hmm. I thought him and Tom Cruise had good chemistry together when they were on scene together or in scenes together. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is still just great. Like the craziest thing <laughs> comparing Tom Cruise to um, Val Kilmer. Right. They're only a couple years apart in age. Yeah. Val Kilmer looks like twice his age. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. Val Kilmer looks like he's in his mid-70s. Yeah. Tom Cruise looks like he's in his 40s. Tom Cruise has been shoving, like, Thetans up his butt. and and, and I guess Scientology really works. Ghost aliens and living freaking forever. I guess it does. I guess. Yeah. My dude does not age. But, God, freaking Val, man. Like, seeing him, mm. it rips my heart out. Like, yeah. growing up. He's only 62 or yeah, 63. He was born in 59. So yeah, so you do that math for me. I'd rather not. I don't do math. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's like around sixty three or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, and like you said, Tom Cruise is not far off. He's fifty seven. Yeah, crazy. But Tom Cruise is always doing action movies because he's got the new Mission Impossible coming out. Yeah, and it's, there's going to be two. I think. Yeah, it's part one. The last one was so good, dude. It is the movie so was so good. Yeah. What was that one called? It wasn't Ghost Protocol. That's what I was just about to say was Ghost Protocol. I think Protocol. that's the one before it. Yeah, I think you're right, too. Uh, was it? I don't know. I don't recall. I look. So but, good, though. Yeah, I, they did release a teaser for the new one, and I... There's a full-on trailer. I broke down and watched it, and it looks awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. It's uh, coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, I think it's, like, the summer? closer to, towards Christmas or something. Okay. Or, or actually, maybe even next year. Oh, really? Actually, I feel like it might be next year. Dang, it's crazy. I was showing a trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite right around the corner okay i remember seeing the the date at the end and being like oh that's a long ways away Mm. so yeah but i mean either way though yeah i mean he's just tom cruise is still great he still acts his ass off like except that he has so his two front teeth one is more in the middle (laughs) i couldn't help but notice i couldn't help but notice like bro your face isn't even and i was just like your front tooth why yeah, is it in the middle? <laughs> why? You're still so good looking, but right? why? Yeah, yeah. It crazy is man. Yeah, that is really funny. Man, yeah. Jennifer Conley. Man, still Whew. just stone cold fox, I, bro. I have had like, like the biggest crush on her since the Hulk. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I was just like, ever since, every time I see her in anything, I'm like, wow. I'm guessing she, she I mean, she's not as old as him. I'm guessing she's. I don't even know if she's 50. I don't think she You is. don't think so? I she was think born so. in 70. So she's 42? No, she's... No, 52. No, she's 52. Yeah. Yeah. See? She's 50. 52. Yeah. yeah. God. So, still, man, she looks excellent. Like, she does. And still, just her acting was great. Like, she's just... Yeah, I, I like seeing her in things. Well, she's, like, this whole movie, she just had, like, lover eyes. Yeah. Yeah, she did. It was just, like... That constant, like, I'm in love with you yeah. kind of Which, look. Money says that that is also something that the 
critics bitch about is that like she's just there to be a love interest like they always bitch about that kind of thing yeah it could be so yeah i could see them because you're right this isn't really a love story no i mean it kind of is it's more she was but it's really just kind of like a background like character development yeah she was and honestly she just kind of helped tom cruise's character well exactly get past some of his own blocks yeah when it came to rooster yep exactly and honestly thinking about it now since it i hope that this does great honestly i could i kind of saw potential for them setting up another one they could because they have the new crew with the new crew and mm-hmm. just cut tom cruise tom cruise out. doesn't have to be in the movie at all yeah like at most he shows up like for five minutes you know to be like don't die or something or like have, yeah. you know hang out with rooster or like maybe rooster has kids by that point or you know some kind of something um but yeah i, I could see this becoming actually like a little bit more of a franchise and part of it being that they let a lot of them survive and stuff made me wonder i'm like are they teeing this up to do more of these maybe i will say i think like every viewing is basically at capacity yeah for like the first couple of days at least yeah so yeah. they might do another and one. nothing really huge is coming out right now we got a little bit till jurassic world yeah, three or whatever so. um, i don't know i i guess we'd have to see the long-term plan yeah it would be smart for them yeah to maybe do one more. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, in this story, their, like, one mission kind of didn't make sense for me. Okay. I was just thinking about it, like, so they're talking about the drone program in the beginning. Yeah. And then they're like, we have this impossible mission. Yeah. And I was like, why would you not just... Do it with drones then? Use drones then. Yeah. My only- or use, like really high level missiles to from high up satellite just yeah actually that yeah outside of doing like really high up drones with like a missile but my guess is well but they did well they did explain that because they said that there was like because when they came shooting out of the canyon there was a height that once they hit that height they triggered Mm -hmm. the things the the sensors so if a bomb was coming in it could get shot down would that work on a missile though or i would assume i I guess But what if you just used a drone with a pilot sitting in a seat somewhere right. and did that exact maneuver? Yeah, going through the crater and all that. Yeah, I like, mean, maybe you wouldn't have the same responses because you do have the delayed response. Yeah, So yeah. maybe you couldn't. The timing on it and stuff, or maybe But just, then if the drone was destroyed at the end, you'd be like, okay, we lost a drone, but we destroyed the target. Right. Which, and we also don't know how, like, I guess personally we don't, like, know how, like, the signal... So the signals and stuff work on these drones. Is it like, you know, if you're in enemy airspace and that kind of thing, like, do they work? Or like, I'm sure they do. They're, I'm sure it's all based off of uh, that country's right. satellite systems. systems. Yeah. So I guess it would depend on how. That place seemed pretty isolated. There was It was in like True. A I was kind Russian of trying to figure uh, what country. Yeah. They were very ambiguous. About oh, it. yeah. They did not say. They were mm-hmm. ambiguous about two things in this movie. Yeah. Where? Yeah. And what jets they were fighting against. Yeah, yeah. They're just like super high tech sneaky they're, jets. They're like, they have sneaky jets that are better than our jets. And they aren't uh, branded by any country, so... Uh, nope. Countryless. Yeah. So I, I think... But I was just like, are they saying China? Yeah. I, I couldn't decide. I'm like, this is or either China or Russia. Or are they trying to say Russia. North Korea? Or but North, North Korea, Korea wouldn't have new ships. 
So that wouldn't make any sense. Right. Because they have, like, coal-fired trucks and stuff. They they did the helicopter, the, the enemy helicopter, which, and, like, it being in the snow and everything, I was getting kind of, like, Russia vibes. Yeah. But, like, they didn't show the faces of any of the enemies. Like, you didn't oh, see yeah. what you had no idea. It's this ambiguous enemy <laughs> of the United States. So whatever yeah. enemy of the U.S. you yeah. want. Which they did mention something about the U.N., but I don't know what. I guess this was supposed to be going against some U.N. treaty or something. Yeah, so I think that was the premise was that whatever country this was yeah. had gone against the U.N.'s treaty for nuclear I mean, whatever, fuck the UN, but like, well, <laughs> I mean, personally, you know, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the enemies right, yeah. in this um, movie, but yeah, but basically they were the just doing enemies. their own. What if it was just like a militia? <laughs> That's what it, it was, was here in the U S actually. Yeah. It wasn't even, it was, yeah. it was in like Utah or something, like <laughs> Montana. That was the whole They've thing. already developed a way better yeah. technology than the U S army. Yeah. This militia, a little, hole it had to have been China. I know. Yeah. I think you might be right. Because yeah. they're the only country I could think of that would actually have like had the tech aircrafts that yeah. would rival ours, yeah, or be better, or be better. From what I've, from what it sounds like, Russia is not in that boat. So, when literally that's all they kept saying is like they kept driving home that these aircrafts are superior. Yeah, yeah. over that's what the weird thing about this movie is. It felt like some sort of propaganda piece. Yeah, because they were just like. It doesn't matter how good the aircraft is. It's yeah. all about the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what, which is like a great slogan for, for the... a third-rate country. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter that we're, dry, we're flying uh, World War II aircrafts. Yeah. It's about the pilots. Yeah. It's not about the technology. If you can use your gut and you're a complete and total idiot and we'll do whatever we tell you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> America. Come fly these aircrafts. Yeah. That was something weird that yeah. I thought. Because I'm just like, and it was also weird. Because he was literally testing, like, a stealth jet. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, all we have are F-18s, which yeah. I feel like our military has better aircrafts. You would think, but, I mean, I guess if we started dumping all of our our uh, tech into R&D and stuff into freaking drones, like, and they're not, they've just not been updating our pilots because... No one does it anymore, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mean, know. Was, I mean, obviously, no one really knows what's going on in the military. Right. Yeah. Because the military is very secretive. Yeah. And yeah, keeps that shit under wraps, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot more. I, I I think we've talked about a good bit of it. And, I mean, the plot is, by and large, fairly simple. But mm -hmm. I think it's at its benefit. Yeah, I think that does help the story. because. Yeah. They do, you do spend so much time like in the planes and right. like the, the shows are building that team camaraderie. And yeah. It was more about the team and the relationships and just how freaking cool flying planes are. Right. Like, and it, where it's like sometimes movies like these are with any kind of military connection, sometimes the plots get so convoluted that it's hard to really even know like you can just get lost in the plot very easily if the if it gets too convoluted i guess is what i'm getting at and some of these military movies sometimes watching them i'll be like what the fuck is going on like i, I just don't even really know so i don't know I, I felt like they did a good job with the plot on this and i think that it's going to be quite well received across the board i think so too and, and i i hope that i hope that it make all it makes all the monies you know um <laughs> i think really it will so yeah i can go ahead we'll uh we'll look this up on rotten tomatoes 
and see how it's doing. And of course, I did not pre-search this like I'm supposed to. Wow. So it takes me a second to pull it up, but... One job. Holy macaroni. I'm pretty sure I just saw the score, and uh, I think that our predictions are going to be correct, which is (laughs) holy shit. Hundreds. This has a 97 by critics. Okay, and I said 90. Yep, and a 99 by audience. And you said 95. Yep. Yeah. So this movie is killing it. And that's by 257 critics, which is pretty solid. A decent amount. Not out of the park numbers yet. You know, normally Mm -hmm. we get like three or 400 or something if it's a really big viewer, but we're also on the first day. Right. And then uh, this is by 1,000 plus people at a 99. So my guess is that this thing is not going to get, even after a week or two, this will never get below 90. I don't think so. I don't uh, think so. Either from either thing. So really with the praise that we've heaped on it, that we're probably not going to have to do a whole lot of reading here, but um, what it says from the critics consensus is Top Gun Maverick pulls off a feat, even trickier than a 4G inverted dive, <laughs> delivering a long bleated, uh, belated, long belated sequel that surpasses its predecessor in wildly entertaining style. And yeah, I mean, that is the thing is I think that this movie is substantially better than the original and it's just, and part of that is just simply due to our technology and our cameras and what we can do in cinematography now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a hell of a movie and clearly, thank God the critics are agreeing with audiences here and, and they all enjoyed it. So, and, and we did bring up for just a second Val Kilmer, but yeah, I will say too, it was just great to see him. Like just great to see Val Kilmer. He's I yeah, him. I, and well, he was just like a, a cornerstone, right? You know, of the '90s. Yeah, he was. He was in so many movies. Mm-hmm. It's he, just a shame that like he's got you know, throat cancer. Yeah, and, yeah. His career ended early for sure. I think he had more in him, and, and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, getting sick and everything just did a number on him. And and I I thought it was really cool how they played it with him, where he was just constantly texting Maverick and just like telling him you know get your shit together like yeah stop. i like it oh because i was i mean it's still about tom cruise's character right? right like and it's still about him overcoming his shortcomings yeah and stop being a hothead and you know it's time to teach the next generation mm-hmm. and so he had both Iceman and jennifer Connelly's character like being those driving forces. Sure. And even actually home for him. one of the other characters from the original series that played Warlock, he was in the original or original movie. And he was a cool little addition to have someone like kind of mulling around the base and, and around when they were like doing stuff and he'd just be like, mm-hmm. come on, Maverick. Like, let's just, yeah. like I, that was, that was neat too. And John Hamm did a good job. We didn't bring him up. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was good too. Of just, he's good at being a dick. So yeah. he was just being, you know, Dickish John Dickhead, military yeah. person. Exactly. So um, I'll just read like two or three of these. I mean, literally, I, I might. I don't even know if I can hunt down a splat. Um, There's probably but, one. Yeah, Wall Street Journal said, a Top Gun Maverick is not a dislike movie by any means, but it's also a little depressing because of where it says movies are going, what it says about the lack of creativity making its way to screen, way to the screen. So this guy is basically just complaining that this isn't a new property. But people don't always have to have new properties, Mr. John and as we're seeing, we're not going to see a lot of new properties anymore. Right. 
I feel like, unfortunately, yeah, and new I mean, properties I, kind of are lost. Yeah, and I mean, I hope we do see more and more new creative things. But I think for one of these, I mean, as easily as this could have been screwed up, it wasn't. So, mm-hmm. uh, and New York Times, I'll read what they say. It says, uh, it is a thin, over-strenuous, and sometimes very enjoyable movie. But it also, and perhaps more significantly, an earnest statement uh, of the thesis that movies can and should be great. <laughs> so, very weird kind of statement hmm. there. But, yeah, I mean, it, okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. a I, weird quote. Okay. Yeah, and let me see really quick if I can find one or, like, one of the splats. I, I'm curious... Too much testosterone, right? Yeah, they had too much fun in those airplanes. Yeah, we have, we have seen uh, we have seen that sort of thing before. This person gave it a C plus, but still got a splat. You know, if you ask me, a C plus is a pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> but as we've seen with the Rotten Tomato scale, it makes no sense. So uh, it says Cruz's star wattage uh, remains undimmed, but while Maverick has been canningly. Uh, manufactured its familiar top gun mixture of <laughs> jangoistic claptrap macho posturing and formulaic excitement feels as mechanical as its military hardware so basically this is uh, a wokey complaining about macho-ness like you predicted mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm kind of actually surprised there aren't a couple more of those yeah I kind of am too. Because, I mean, this is very much like a. Because um, Maverick, you know, he's kind of a cocky cock. He is. And he, he shows is. it. And he shows these yeah. young guns. He's like, look, I'm still better than you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It definitely is that. Um, this person, it doesn't say what they scored it as, but Jason from Nashville Scene says this is a militaristic epic so disassociated from actual life that it somehow becomes even more fanciful than the average animated family film so i don't know why this has to be closely connected to actual life i mean like for one i mean it's a movie it's a movie yeah it's a film um and i mean it's it it was meant to grab the same level of excitement and um just interest that and have the same vibe of an 80s film you know and mm-hmm. i think that that's what it set out to do and that's what it did and and it's um, also just saying like hey jets and being a pilot's a badass yeah it's a thing cool. to do and they're they're cool right. people and i feel like people have always kind of looked up to like pilots sure and i mean really like what what is so far off from it's, real life i don't understand well it's weird that he compares it to like animated right yeah shows yeah it's it's surprising that's like a weird comparison yeah it is strange i really don't know i i'm i have no idea but uh, i mean obviously we don't agree with this person but um yeah so i mean that's pretty much it there's not a whole lot of splats here out of all the people that saw it which is totally okay but uh, now one here this person's a little more in depth i did find one more splat this is some and actually one of their top critics says Maverick is an absurdly uh, is an absurdly masking several horrors that sentence doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. Uh, chief among them the continued indulgence of Cruz's uh, veral death wish 
which mm-hmm. for me nullifies any pleasure reaped from the present day status of uh, status as the quote unquote last movie star. Um, so I mean, I basically this guy just doesn't like Tom Cruise and his, you know, wanting to be a reckless action star, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of like, no, I'm okay with him still embracing them. I'm glad somebody is like, let him. Right. We only get a handful of movies like this nowadays Yeah, where we used to have a lot of them. Yeah. And we all like, I'm not gonna say everybody, but most people realize this is ridiculous and over the top. Right. And isn't real life. Yeah. But that's why we go to movies. Yeah. I don't go to the movies to watch, you know, Bob, go and be a normal person. Yeah. Like, and like if I am going to see that, it's something satirical. He's like, like the movie Nobody, where he just goes and he makes a cup of coffee and he cooks breakfast for his mm-hmm. kids and he goes to work and then he comes home and he takes out the trash and he, you know, it's right. like, I don't want to see that in a movie. I want to see action. I want to see. Right. Which is what they did in Nobody. They're like, you know what? Nobody wants to see us. Yeah. He's like, I don't want this life. Yeah. And then he went back to his like, cool life. Action life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't. I, this person just doesn't, he's, he's over the Tom Cruise-iness, so whatever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's Which, fine. I mean, he's there, there are going to be some people that don't like Tom Cruise. Sure. Or being and, Tom Cruise, because he yeah. is, speaking of woke, he, like, yeah. was super freaked out by COVID. Oh, he went nuts. He Actually, I think went, while making this movie. It was either this one or Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah he, one like, of the two. some people. Yeah, because they were too close to him. Yeah, yeah. On set. And about a mask and stuff. And it's funny yeah. because it's been a long time since he's let the quote-unquote mask slip. <laughs> and because, uh, you know, the last time, it was like he went through his stage where he was, like, jumping on couches and acting like a lunatic. And Yeah, in the early, you know, mid-2000s, I think. Yep. And, then he, and then he mellowed way out. And actually, I think it was on... I think he did an interview before it was big at all on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And it was right before that phenomenal sci-fi movie he did, um, Day After Tomorrow. Day After Tomorrow. And I remember listening to that and being like, oh, I think I like Tom Cruise again. Because yeah. I went through a phase where I didn't. I was like, oh, he's mm-hmm. actually like kind of funny and he has a personality. Sure. And so, you know, I, I, he bounced back. But then, you know, he did act a little crazy during COVID. So clearly he's still got a little crazy in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But I guess immortal beings, you know, they've got to have a have a crack in the facade every once in a while. Right. So. Yeah, but I think that's basically it for Top Gun, and it's time for us to go to bed because it's midnight. So uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, first and foremost, what we need to do is send you off with our send off songs. Every week we have a we recommend some songs and we add them to a playlist. There's supposed to be a season two three playlist. It is yet to happen, so they're on the season two playlist. You're welcome. So what songs are you going to add? Um, or song? John Wayne by Whiskey Myers. Oh, um, yes, I think I know this song, actually. So it's country. It's like that new age country. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep so yep. it's kind of grittier. I actually think I did a Whiskey Myers song. I think you did a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. It's fine. been we'll in, a, in a vein. Right. No, I literally not long ago, I was listening to nothing but music like this, like pretty much yeah. every day. And so I, uh, it's, I feel It's you. in the air, man. It is. It is. It's good stuff. I love this like, kind of this wave of modern like folky not quite country like yeah it's like a gritty country yeah exactly so the song i'm gonna do is actually by one of my all-time favorite bands and a band you have i've seen live together which is the midnight um okay and they have a new song out oh really and it's really good nice. yeah you should okay. check it out 
Yeah, it's called Change Your Heart or Die. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but in typical midnight fashion, it is superb. And if you haven't listened 80s to it, it is fuck. Yeah, 80s, just so 80s. 80s, so hard. So, you know, if you know anything about me, you know that I like that shit. So, you know, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. So listen to Midnight, Change Your Heart or Die. And. This will be on our Spotify playlist, and as far as the next review goes, my guess is that this review will technically come out next week, and we will take a week off. Um, so it might be Jurassic Park. So it could very well be Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Thank you. Yes. Whatever. Um, and Chris still hasn't seen the second Jurassic World film. So really, yeah, he hadn't. And I feel like this is a wow. really good excuse for me to watch all of the Jurassic Park movies. So yeah, Jurassic World movies are not on on anything. Of freaking course they're not. Because why yeah. would they let you stream that? Jurassic Park movies are on HBO. Are they? Okay, but not they Jurassic were. World. But Jurassic World are not. Why would they not do that while this is I think they're owned by different properties. Oh, you think? I think so. Huh. I think the Jurassic Worlds are, I don't know, something that doesn't have a streaming service. Right. But they're making it so you have to buy it or rent it. So. I want to do that. Mm. We have a movie marathon. I don't. We don't own the first one, but then about the second one. Oh, of the new ones? Mm. Nice. The second one's great. It is. We only saw, I only saw it once. Yeah. Me too. I only saw it once, but I remember loving it. Yeah. And the first one, I was like, that was pretty good. It was okay. It was okay. And then that second one came out, I was like, hell yeah. This <laughs> is like this back is to the horror movie roots, <laughs> the, the original. Plus, well, I'm curious about this next one. It's yeah. going to be crazy. I'm, yeah, this seems like it's going to be a much different thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll probably be what we talk about next if I were to make a guess. So, guys, thanks a bunch for listening. This was fun, as always. And... We will see you whenever the hell we see you. As usual, thanks to Aubrey Troutman for doing our logo and get some music for doing our music. Bye.